How you doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Colin. I'm Colin, and today is Sunday. You may be wondering why we are doing Coffee with Colin on a Sunday, and it is because my guest is an incredible, amazing actor, and he's also a father of three. So he was gracious enough to take time out of his day to uh, actually come on here. Uh, he is someone who is doing some amazing, awesome, cool projects. He's been acting for quite some time and uh he's someone who i am really jealous of because he's working on a bunch of projects that i wish i was including the movie scream six that's coming out with courtney cox of course we all remember scream it's like iconic and amazing so i can't wait to uh chat with him about that uh you've seen him in a bunch of stuff and he's currently on the hit Marvel show, She-Hulk. Uh, he was on Shit's Creek. He was on the Oranges of the New Black. He was on Chicago PD, Trainwreck, Christmas on the Square with Dolly Parton. And he's just, so far, I've only had a few minutes to chat with him, but he is, uh, he seems like he's going to be uh, sharing with us some really cool stuff. Um, before that, just want to say thank you again for being here. And as always, we have our comments on the right-hand side. Feel free to type in. And if you have any questions for my guests, feel free to ask and would love for your participation. Uh, again, we want to say thank you to Picticular for sponsoring the show. At the end of the show, we're going to be doing our Picticular Pick 6. And if you haven't downloaded the Picticular app yet, what are you waiting for? This app is a movie, movie aficionado's dream because it allows you to be able to find all the movies of your favorite actors including my guest today uh, where you can just type in his name and it'll list all of his projects and then you can just tap and it'll show you exactly where you can watch it on which platform netflix hulu uh amazon prime all of it all you gotta do is just download the particular app from the app store or the google play store and uh want to say thank you to miriam johnson for producing the show if you guys are looking to uh, have anyone help you with your podcasting or broadcasting, Miriam is your gal. Uh, and also just want to say for everyone who is coming to the Inspire um, retreat in April, I'm so excited. There's still spots available if you're interested in having an amazing vacation and an incredible week of rejuvenation and meditation, Reiki, breath work and empowered goal setting. This is going to be an incredible week of awesomeness. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can go to crowningphoenix.org and all the information is there. We're going to be doing some uh, sightseeing of the, uh, the pyramids and also visiting the cenotes, which are these underground water uh, pools of like water we get to swim in. So it's going to be an amazing week of just uh, not only vacation, but uh, empowered self-reflection as well. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to bring to the stage now, Mr. Josh Segura. Thanks a lot. You got me hyped with your intro, Colin. That, that vacation sounds awesome. And, and I'm downloading that particular app. That sounds fun. I'm a psycho yeah. movie app. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. My, buddy, uh, my buddy Todd created it. He's, uh, he's a producer and you know, so I'm sure people ask you, hey, Josh, where can I watch your movie? And it's like, well, I, I mean, I don't I I acted in it. I don't know where it's <laughs> on Netflix one day. It's on 
Yeah. One was on the next day. And so this yeah. is a great way to be able to, to find any movie that you want to watch. The best answer is when you do something and they're like, where can I watch you? Like, it's not streaming anywhere. You yeah, got to buy it on the old iTunes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, thank you for being here, man. I appreciate it. And again, I appreciate I, you having me. I'm excited to be out, here. Uh, you're welcome. Um, so you've uh, escaped from your, your kitties and your wife for a few hours, right? <laughs> I've got some I've got some scratches and uh, claw marks from a, a wrestling match this morning. Awesome. That is the champion. Awesome. Don't get it twisted. I'm the I'm the I'm the reigning champ. They gang up on me. I've got a six year old. I've got a three year old, and that three year old knows his strength now. So oh, yeah, they know that they're the tag team champs. They're waiting on baby Bo to get big enough to join them. All and right, then, uh, and off we go. Are they all boys? All boys. All boys. God bless your wife. Yeah. God bless. Praise man. A lot of chaos in our house. A lot of food being eaten. Yeah. A lot of chaos. Oh, uh, I'm yeah. sure we always talk about how one day uh, we're going to have to order, I think, like each of them their own pizza. You know, we're waiting on when that milestone yeah. gets here. When the, uh, any of the kids get big enough, they each want their own pie. So off we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I'd love to just dive into uh, the projects that you're working on. Um, super exciting stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I studied acting in New York City just at a few different private um, acting classes. But you went to Tisch. Yeah. 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 That's like serious. That's like the real deal. Ah, man, there you know, it's uh, it's the I feel like my education was definitely uh, I'm thankful to that faculty and that staff. Uh, I was at the Stella Adler Conservatory. I've got great memories there. But, you know, part of that education is as as you can attest to as well as just studying in New York. You know, yeah. I came up here at 18, um, you know, and I was a kid. Uh, my parents have had my back from uh, from the very beginning, never made me scared of anything. Where you whatever from? you want to be, Papa, you can be that, you know, yeah. um, and where'd, they, you, they, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? I grew up in Central Florida. I grew up in Orlando. Okay. Uh, my, uh, I'm Puerto Rican. My parents graduated from the University of Puerto Rico with pharmacy degrees. They were mm -hmm. paying pharmacists, if you were bilingual, a couple extra bucks to come to the States. They moved to Palm Beach, Florida, had me a couple years later in Eustace and, uh, was raised in Central Florida. Uh, I was raised on Puerto Rican food and water. You know, I was eating rice and beans every day um, and came up here at 18. And uh, yeah, so I was raised in both Central Florida. And I was also raised in New York. I've been up here close to 20 years now. It's where I've got my boys. It's where I'm here with my wife. And uh, yeah. yeah. So growing up next to Disney World. Absolutely. Uh, did that have an influence or impact on you with regard? Oh, to yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was it was Disney and Universal because Universal uh, I was born in 86. So they had Nickelodeon Studios. Mm. So I am definitely a product of, of Keenan and Cal and all that. Uh, I was watching all that every Saturday night on SNCC, you know, and, uh, you know, Keenan Thompson to this day is still yeah. one of my favorite actors. Yeah, uh, he's awesome. You he's know, awesome. and uh, I'm very influenced by that. And uh, I always felt like, you know, like they're they're down the street and they're doing this thing that i didn't even know was a real career path you know but it was just something where i did a, i started doing community theater in middle school thanks to my buddy brad who was doing the wizard of oz and he said hey you should audition i said great uh 
I, I was the lion, the cowardly lion. <laughs> to this day, I'm still singing, you know, if I were the king of the forest in the, in the shower, I'm still doing that. Um, and I, I remember auditioning in eighth grade, the summer after my eighth grade year, going to audition for like the new Mickey Mouse Club. I feel like it was like the new, new, because I feel like there was already a revamped one. And then there was this one. Was that, that was the with first uh, Ryan Gosling? Well, that was the thing. I feel like they were the original. And I, it, I, my, mom, my, my memory is foggy. I don't know if it ever got made. I don't think it ever actually happened. But it was my first like memory of an audition where I was standing in a parking lot with a cattle call. Just every kid in Orlando just uh, standing in this parking lot. And for my audition there, and I got pretty, pretty down close to the bottom of the final, you know, I remember getting called back enough times where it was just a bunch of us in a room. It was the first time I heard a kid on the phone, like talking to his agent, you know, and like <laughs> discussing the options, you know, and um, I did a monologue from Tommy Boy where he's sitting at the desk, you know, you're driving along, driving along, kids are in the backseat. I got to go to the bathroom, daddy. Not now, damn it. You know, <laughs> did that monologue and I sang a song called Sun by Four, uh, a group called Sun by Four. The song was called Purest the Pain, this group that I used to love listening to. Um, yeah, man. So that was that. And of course, my parents drove me on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever it was, and stayed with me all day. And that's that's the beginning of this little dream, man. Awesome. And what would you say was something that was like really impactful about what your parents implemented or supported you with or would say to you about pursuing your dream? And just going for it. Uh, my parents were always the type. They were, they were never, my parents are, were never like advice givers. They were just, though. they led by example. And like, I can honestly say that my parents never once in their life made me ever question my abilities or what I'm able to do or become. And I think that that safety net of having a mom and a dad that believed in me, yeah. that thought that, sure, man, sometimes it's nice to have parents that think you're the best thing that's ever happened on this planet, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. According to my mom, you know, there's nothing I can't do. According to my dad, there's nothing I can't do. So I, I, I'm very appreciative to have them in my corner. And, um, you know, when you go to your mom and your pop and you say, I think I want to move to New York because that's where actors live. They say, okay, what do we got to do? You know, uh, when you move there at 18 um, and you want to stay there the summer <laughs> and get a job busting tables, they say, okay, that's cool. Where do we need to put you? You know, how, how do you get an apartment? Yeah. And they just have always had my back. And that goes even further, you know, after I remember, you know, I, I had shot, um, I had finished a job called the electric company. That was my first, you know, big boy job outside of college. Um, okay. And I had an amazing experience on that. And, uh, and after it, you know, I was going on auditions and, and um, you know, I was getting close to stuff and things weren't going my way and I was feeling discouraged and, you know, you, the voices start getting really loud in your brain and, and you go, uh, yeah, you start questioning yourself. And I'll forever remember being in Times Square 
and calling my mom, my dad, and my dad just talking to me on the phone and me in tears, just telling him like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Like, I don't know if I'm gonna do this. Like, I don't know if it's all gonna be okay. And my dad just telling me like, Papito, like, we know it's gonna be okay. Like, you're young. At the time I was 23. And he's like, doctors take years to figure out how to become doctors. And lawyers take years to figure out how to become lawyers. He's like, yeah. did you think we sent you to New York to figure <laughs> out how to be an actor by 23, Papa? And I'm like, I know, Dad. He's like, so just keep doing it, you know? Just keep, get back on that horse, you know? Keep working hard, Papito. We got your back. And um, yeah, man, that's, that's, I owe him everything. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, on the column on the right, I'm not sure if you can see some of the comments here. No, I can't. What do they say? So Andre Andrade, I'm going to, my Spanish is not great, uh, says, Buenas tardes desde Argentina. Soy Andrea, I love you. My Justin of Chicago PD, que lindo verte por asa, acá. Uh -huh, uh -huh. What does that mean? Good work. Your Spanish is great. <laughs> he said, I'm, uh, I'm Andre. I'm from Argentina. Uh, uh, Justin on Chicago PD. It's good to see you over here. Okay. Awesome. How about como haces para relajarte en las audiciones? Uh, what do I do to joke around in my auditions? Like, ah, what, do I, what do I do to have fun in auditions? That one took a long time. I'll tell you that, if I'll be honest with you. I think when you first start auditioning, I, when I first started auditioning, I remember always trying, and I'm talking after school, you know, uh, you know, uh, when I started kind of making the rounds, I was always trying to be whatever the casting director wanted me to be. Yeah. Or whatever I thought was required of me yeah. from the breakdown. Yep. And, you know, there's an element of that. But honestly, it's more so I just learned along the way, like, oh, I can't be anything that I'm not. Right. I need to be what I am and try to put myself in these shoes. Uh, I heard Chadwick Boseman once say in an interview, which I love and, and – um, he said he thinks of all of his characters as Chadwick being raised in those circumstances. Mm. And I've, uh, and, and that's, that I think is the best way to put it because you put yourself in these situations and yeah. you go, okay, what would I, what would I feel if I was in this situation? How would that, uh, how would I express this? You know? So when you're in these auditions, I learned, I learned along the way, like, all right, let's just try to show them whatever colors I can show them in these five minutes, 10 minutes. Hopefully you get 20, 25 or 30, you know, where you're sitting yeah. there and you're getting notes and there's a banter back and forth. Yep. You know, hopefully you have the writer in the room or the director <laughs> in the room that's telling you exactly what they're looking for. And you can try to massage that into what you're doing. But really... I'm just reading my pages, which is your Bible. You're taking everything. All the information is from there. And for the audition, not the job, for the audition, you're going, okay, for these six pages, I'm going to show them different colors, an opportunity to meet as much of Josh as they can meet. 
in these six pages. Mm -hmm. So that way there might be one moment where they go, that's it. That's that it. we can put, that we can work with. Remember when he did that funny quirky thing that we didn't think of when we wrote it? Yeah. That's, that's what we're looking for. Um, so I'm always just trying to have fun with it like that, you know, just trying to experiment as much as I can. It's less about getting it right. It's just more so saying, hey, this is what I am. And hopefully you like this. Yeah. And hopefully you can use this. And honestly, my guy outside might be a lot better for this job than me. You know, like yeah. he's, he's a lot better at this thing <laughs> yeah. that you're looking for. Hire him. Just get me on the next one. Okay. On the next one. I'm yeah. your guy. All right. Yeah. I'm, you know. Yeah. That's great. And uh, like going to uh, Tish is a conservatory. Yeah. 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 So, um, Four years. Yeah, yeah. The way they, they structure it where you're, you're in your core studio for two, two and a half years, if I remember correctly, then you're allowed to transfer to another studio within those three years. But you have to do three years of acting training to get your degree, and then you're, you, you can do whatever you want your, your fourth year. You can do an academic year, which is yeah. what I ended up doing. I did three years of training in my, in my senior year. I just took stat, and I took music theory. I just... I, I, took um, uh, an, uh, a, 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 some sort of like accounting class. I was like, I got to know numbers. You yeah. Know, yeah. You know, For all the money you're going to be making, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and through all of that training, um, one of the things that I felt I missed out on when I was first starting to, to act, like we, you know, we learned the, the craft of acting, but uh, in terms of like, okay, now it's time to go out into the world and be an entrepreneur and essentially, get the agent, get the manager. And uh, I, I think what I wish I would have had was more of uh, someone to say, okay, now you are essentially uh, the CEO of your own business. And it's about you advocating for yourself and you looking at it as not trying to get an agent and a manager to like, please represent me. It's more like I'm the CEO of my company and I'm going to interview agent manager to work for my company in a sense mm. um did tish prepare you for that type of like the business side of acting and the entrepreneurial mindset or was it something that you just because i've had so many talented friends they were incredible on the stage but when it came to like the entrepreneurial business side of the acting industry uh it they just couldn't navigate, you know, having an idea of their where their career was going to go. And uh, did you have that kind of your? Uh, did you have that kind of self, like a, an idea of where you wanted to go, or did they teach that at the school? So it's two parts, right? Uh, I never knew to dream even this big. Mm. I'll be honest with you. You know, like show business is not in my family, as I've talked about. Yeah. Um, to me, you know, like I, I, I could maybe see the tunnel of, of like 100 feet away. And this tunnel is, you know, thousands of yards, right? So like as a kid, I, I told you, to me, it was as far as Nickelodeon. I was like, man, maybe one day I'll get to be on Nickelodeon and I'll get to be on all that. And I remember in high school, 
uh, I was in Thespians and I had a really influential teacher in my life. Her name is Mrs. Jane Mueller. Uh, shout out to Mrs. Mueller. I love you. Um, she used to always say, we're not doing high school theater. We're doing theater in a high school. So mm -hmm. she would have us do publicity. She would have us shoot our own commercials for the show. We would be painting sets with Mr. Lowe, Mr. Stephen Lowe. Shout out to him. And we would be there till midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And that was a huge influence on me. So we were in, uh, in Florida. There's thespians. Okay. Troop 2888. Shout out. Um, and that was, that was the first time that I, I learned about conservatories, colleges. Um, we went to these thespian competitions. So she instilled in us a work okay. ethic. Like if you're doing this thing, you better do it to the best of your abilities. You better read that play. Do not show up and do a monologue of a play you haven't read. Do not show up and talk to me about Othello if you don't have choices, okay? Like, if you want to be Iago, you better be Iago, okay? And this was instilled in us at 15, 16 years old. Mm. And she was hard on us uh, in the best way possible. And I could tell she was preparing us for what was to come, even though I didn't even know about that yet. So towards the end of high school, uh, I end up coming to NYU uh, because... If you remember, uh, that's when the Olsen twins were applying to NYU. So that was the first time I ever heard about like dream schools. And I was like, okay, the Olsen twins are on full house. And the yeah. Olsen twins are going to NYU. And my dad is from the Bronx. I was like, so I want to go to New York. I came up here in eighth grade for a field trip. And I saw the Phantom of the Opera on that trip. My dad brought me up junior year and I saw Take Me Out. And I remember seeing baseball players on stage and being like, whoa, okay. This is like worlds that I love all happening here, you know, and Richard O'Hare planned, did the, I did those monologues to audition for college, the accountant monologues. And I get into NYU and NYU at the time that I was there, I'm pretty sure that that was the time that they started like Stone Street, which is their TV film studio had just only started a couple years earlier. And they had some incredible instructors there, people that had worked in the business many years, you know, so that was the first time I ever learned about multicam acting, you know, and like you're trying to hit your marks, hit your tape, you know. Um, that was the first time I ever did a scene study on camera. Um, so they were giving us these tools and at Stone Street, they would bring in agents and managers uh, for a weekly showcase. Every Monday night, they brought in a manager or an agent. Um, my story outside of that comes a little bit once again, never knowing too far ahead, but I'm, if you give me the ball, I'm going to run as hard and as fast as I can. Okay. That's just my, that's my MO. I'm going to figure yeah. it out. I'm going to get to the end zone somehow. I'll figure it out. So my friend, Dara Rosenberg said to me the summer after my sophomore year, she said, um, yo, I had shot. All right. Let's, we're all over the place, but it all makes sense soon. I promise. I had gone home the summer after my freshman year and I had an agent in Orlando named the diamond agency. Her name was Helen Giddens. And I auditioned for a TV movie called vampire bats that I shot for CBS with Lucy Lawless. Okay. That was my first like movie. I go back to school. So now I have this movie under my belt. Okay. It's sophomore year. It came out on Halloween. My friend Dara Rosenberg says to me, hey, uh, this summer, we're going to do a children's rendition of Midsummer Night's Dream. I go do this and a manager comes. Her name is Susu Stanton. She comes and sees this show and 
you know, it goes back to my telling my parents, like, I'm going to stay in New York City. I'm going to do this show, a 50 seat house in Soho. But I was like, OK, I got to work like that's this is what actors do. So I go do this show and a manager comes and she says she's going to rep me. So now I've got my first New York manager in Susu. And Susu started sending me on a couple uh, movie auditions with an awesome casting house here. Uh, Steven Vincent, Sigden Miguel. Shout out to them. I still love them to this day. I book a couple movies. I shot a movie called The Ministers with John Leguizamo and Harvey Keitel. Mm. Uh, shot a movie called Tiny Dancer uh, with Melissa Fumero. It was a Sundance piece. And shot a movie called The Narrows with Sophia Bush and Kevin Zegers. Shot these all on winter break or summer break. And... So now I'm at Stone Street. So now it's my junior year. And um, I met another manager uh, named Erica Tuckman. And she, she really taught me a lot about what it was. She's like, you know, have you met certain offices? Have you met NBC? Have you met ABC? Have you gone in for CBS? And I was like, no, I haven't done that, you know? So mm -hmm. ended up working with Erica. Um, Susu and I gave each other a big hug. Off we went. I uh, started working with Erica. That's, that was my first like real foray, foray into like, you know, what this world really was, you know, met all the big casting directors in New York. This is coming out of college now. So yeah. once again, it's kind of just these things were placed in front of me. And I knew that uh, this was an opportunity that it sounded like this is how it's supposed to go, you know, uh, so I'm going to do it and worked with Erica for a few years. We gave each other a big hug. And uh, I'm now with my manager, Andrew Tettenbaum, who I've been with for over 10 years. And uh, Andrew truly has changed my life. I've been with him, uh, he's my brother. And he's instilled in me a lot of great things and he's really taught me a lot about this business. Um, most importantly, Early on, when I was scared, you know, when I after I did my first little guest spot on Homeland, you know, and I was I had done I had had my Broadway debut, you know, you those voices never go away. Yeah, I heard I heard a, a Morgan Freeman quote one time where after every job he's he's fierce he's never gonna work again. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's the truth, you know. There's a part yeah. of you that's always gonna wonder if somebody's gonna call you again. Um, but I like that voice. It keeps me in check. You yeah. know, it, it, it makes yeah. me, uh, stay working hard. And, um, and, uh, that's that, you know, I, so I guess that's my long way and my long winded way of saying, like, I, I'm really lucky that I've had the journey that I've had. And I've had a lot of influential people that have really, um, left a mark on this journey for me. And I'm really thankful to them that they took chances on me. I'm mm -hmm. thankful to Susu for taking a chance on me. I'm thankful to Helen back in Orlando, to Erica. And uh, now I've, uh, I've got Andrew. And uh, that's, um, that's how this thing goes. Yeah. So I uh, meet quite a few people. And, I, you know, growing up, I was more of an introvert. Uh, just even getting up in front of people to talk just was, would just naturally make me feel nervous. Um, as a performer, I mean, you've been on Broadway, you've, you know, going into all these auditions and obviously, you know, walking into these auditions, when you get down to the fifth or sixth audition, it's the studio test and the network test. And you've got the Warner Brothers executives all just kind of sitting there, you know, like this and knowing that literally if 
in this next 10 minutes, this could change my life. Um, do you ever get nervous about like, uh, like obviously you, you mentioned like you get that the voice in your head, but do you ever um, get nervous to the point where you're like, okay, I need to uh, put this in check or do you, um, or do you, are you just like excited about just going for it? Do you ever have like nerves to the point where you're like, okay, I gotta like, I gotta like do something here. Cause in some of my auditions, like people would be doing push-ups in the hallway and like cartwheels yeah. and like, yeah. Um, how do you deal with that kind of like the, the anxiety that is around this freaking crazy business? <laughs> I absolutely still get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely still, you know, sometimes my fingers will get cold. Um, but I heard somewhere along the way, uh, if, if you don't get nervous, that means you don't care. Yeah. You know, those butterflies means that you care. And I care yeah. very, very deeply. Yeah. Um, Would you have I, any I, advice I, for people who are afraid of, of getting up in front of people? Like, what would you tell people who are like, I, I, I want to do it, but I just get, I don't know. I'm worried about what people like think of me or mm. uh, the judgments or what if I fail? Yeah. Well, I'll say that it's okay to fail. It's okay to mess up. Everybody messes up. I have failed many times. I've, 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 and you know, all the cliches are true, you know, like it, it, it just makes you stronger, you know, and I've got little things that I'll do. I'll sit backstage before that curtain opens. And I heard one, one exercise that I do. I don't know where I learned it along the way is basically I take a big old deep breath and I hold my finger in front of my mouth and I try to blow that entire breath out without feeling it on my finger so it's just like and just try to center yourself yeah uh i'll yeah. do push-ups I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll get that anxiety out physically to me i think what settles me though if i'm on stage or if i'm doing something honestly anywhere i love connecting with my partners Mm -hmm. I am like before before shows, man. You you're catching me dapping everybody up. <laughs> Sorry, man. I know you're warming up, but you're coming in. Give me a kiss on the cheek. We're gonna hug. We're gonna yeah. woo. Yeah. Let's go. We're getting hyped back here, you know, because yo, we're living the dream, dude. You know, like yeah. like I love this shit. You know, like I love that we get to go out here and we get to act. You're telling me that this is my job? I get to act. <laughs> Let's go. You yeah. know, I, and 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 I'll, and and I, that's inside of me. So yeah. I think that's my way of letting it out. Is sometimes yeah. just what's up? Let's go. You ready? And and I love you know I, I love watching sports, and I feel like before plays, before my shows that I've done before, I'm, we're about to do a take. You'll catch me in the corner looking like I'm about to go fight somebody, you know, like that's just how I am. Yeah. Um, and I think that's now you're making me realize that's my way of getting those nerves out. Yeah. Uh, so that way, whew, let the body settle and and you're in it, you know, and also 
another piece of advice that I'll share with my, with my homies out there is it's okay to be nervous, but it's, it's better to be nervous while you're well-prepared. So like, yeah, before I go to work and, and before I go to work, I know what scenes we're shooting that day. My homework at home is to know my lines. And my homework at home is to try my best to think about as many options as I can give myself on the day. So that that way, when I'm at, when I'm shooting, I'm reacting to my partner, but I'm also giving them stuff back, stuff that I want to try stuff that I want to uh, play with. I want to keep that ball in the air with each other. And, you know, you don't want to put it all into a forced position where you're doing all these things that you prepared beforehand and you're just like, yeah. you're not listening to me, man. You got to do it like this. No, it's more so just give yourself every opportunity you can so that that way when you're doing it, the most accomplished I ever feel after work is when I go home and I say to myself, like, man, I did everything I wanted to do. Yeah. I tried everything I wanted to try. Yeah. There's always going to be a couple things left in the can where I'm like, oh, man, maybe yeah, I'm yeah, like, I'm like, oh, now I, man, okay. I an idea. I'm like, fuck, can I go back and can we just, That's now it. I get it. Now, I, like, I, fuck, oh. Like, That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. Yeah. You know, that I, yeah. uh, I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I have not texted some of my showrunners after I've gone home and been like, <laughs> yo, in ADR, can you just let me do scene five again? Yeah. Because I just yeah. want to try a different cadence for this thing that I yep. did. And let me yeah. make sure, Josh, yeah, we'll pay money for you to redo that scene. You know, right. like, all right, all right, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and so with regards to the um, your two new projects, um, so you've got the Big Door Prize yeah. and Scream 6, which is, yeah. I mean, dude. Twice. Uh, Amazing, amazing. Um, what were the audition processes like for those? Um, how did you? How did those come about? Uh, uh, in consecutive order, it was Big Door Prize was first. Um, I had just worked with an awesome director named Anu Valia on She-Hulk. Anu directed uh, a bunch of those episodes, and she called me and said, "Hey, there's this show that I'm working on called The Big Door Prize," and the creator, his name is David West Reed, um, who uh, was writer and executive producer of Schitt's Creek. Um, and the other head writer over there, her name is Sarah Walker. And I worked with Sarah on a show called Sirens back in the day on USA. Okay. And Anu said, will you meet with them? Uh, casting is going to call you. Just know that they know your work. So just have fun and you're going to read these scenes with them. And I appreciate a new saying me that because once again, you get nervous, you know, yeah. so it's always nice when you know, like, okay, they kind of know what I do. Right. I'm just going to go do it. And they sent over these sides and um, the character is Giorgio. He's a former New York Ranger, former goalie for the New York Ranger, the youngest Italian American goalie in New York Rangers history. <laughs> uh, and we move and it's about a town when we get this machine in our town where when you sit in it, it tells you your life potential. Mm. So it starts just messing with the town because either you've achieved your life potential or you haven't, or you feel like you need to quit 
whatever job you're doing and pursue this other dream because this little car told you that you should. And I met with Dave and we laughed our behinds off for half an hour. Um, and, uh, and that was that, you know, I know that they read other actors for it. Um, and, uh, but as Dave tells me, you know, these things sometimes are meant to be. Yeah. And, um, funnily enough, I'll tell this little story about that. Uh, Dave had not watched the other two yet. I'm on the show on HBO called the other two and Sarah emails him, I think a year or so earlier than this casting process and says, just so you know, I have our Giorgio. It's this kid, Josh, I worked with on Sirens. And he, this is them telling the story. I'm telling the story for them. And he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. We'll get there yeah. when we get there. Yeah. He watches the other two during the pandemic, writes to Sarah and says, I have our Giorgio. Yeah, he's like, that's no, the guy who was That's who I told you. They tell new, and she goes, that's funny. I'm working with Josh right now on She-Hulk. So uh, sorry that's to me. the other guys auditioning. I think yeah. I had a leg up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, so that I, I'm having a ball on that. I love my cast on that. Uh, so I can't wait for people to see it. Chris O'Dowd. Chris is the man. That's my yeah. guy. Can you tell us what the Big Door Prize? It just you said it's about a machine where yeah. you can see a town, your- small town gets this machine. You sit in it and it tells you your life potential. That's that. And it started. What what would happen if one day? You've lived 40 years on this planet, and then a little card tells you, hey, everything you thought you were doing is incorrect. You need to now go pursue this other dream. And you go, wow. wait, but what? That's what the show's about. Um, and who is Chris play? Chris plays a character named Dusty. And Dusty is exactly that. He's really happy, really comfortable in his life. He's a great father, great husband. He plays opposite Gabrielle Dennis, who's an incredible actor. Um, and all of a sudden one day they get these cards that tell them that everything they've built up until this point is, uh, maybe wrong. So what do you do? You know, Oh shit. what do you do? <laughs> yeah. It's a really, really, really smart, really quirky, funny show with a lot of heart. And I can't wait for people to meet these characters in the town. There's an incredible cast. Um, I can't wait for people to see it. I really That's can't. Awesome. And it's on Apple TV. Apple TV comes out March 29th. Okay, March and it's this is the first season. First season, yep, yep, okay. yep. First season. Awesome, dude. Awesome. How yeah. many? How many episodes? Ten episodes, half hour episodes. Okay, so and one. your character is what? Uh, Giorgio, the hockey and player. That okay. So you're you, so, and I open an Italian restaurant slash sports center. So inside my Italian <laughs> restaurant, there's a papa shop. There's okay. an air hockey table. Yeah. Uh, and some other surprises. So while you're eating your chicken parm, you can also go win some prizes. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Definitely going to check out that. And then obviously Scream 6. Scream. So Scream happened. I was just, I was in Atlanta. You asked me how that happened. I was in Atlanta. Agents called. They said, hey, uh, there's this audition coming through the pipeline. I said, cool. Read it. First audition was pretty um pretty mysterious as, as I'm sure people know, they don't really give out a lot of the information when you're auditioning. It's a, you kind of just send in, you know, and so it goes back to the audition question at the very beginning. What do you do with these three pages? I think my first audition was me meeting, uh, 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 meeting a female character in the movie and they gave a fake name 
Uh, thanks, Ginny. Can't wait to see. Can't wait for you to see it. Uh, meeting another character in the movie, so you go, all right. Well, I don't know anything about this character. I don't know what he does. I don't know who he is, but let me just in introduce them to what I think I could do with these three pages. And then um, they, so I'll tell you the funny part. So they call me back, and they send me a new scene, which was a full page monologue. Um, where I am confessing to be the killer. So I was like, yo, I'm the killer in this movie. Let's go. You know, like I'm telling my wife, I'm telling the whole team, like, guys, I'm the killer in this movie. Okay. I do the callback. I meet with Matt and Tyler, who are awesome. We do this whole thing and they're all smiles. I'm all smiles. I meet Melissa along the way. I meet Jenna along the way. I'm meeting the core cast. I'm like, well, Sorry, guys. I'm here to be the killer. Let's go. Well, I get to work. And don't worry, because all of us did that killer monologue. That's part oh. of the entire process of doing this. So everyone thinks they're the killer. Everyone oh, yeah. is the killer. Yeah, so that's just their way of just auditioning you. You know, just they got to see what you can do. They got to see the whole gamut, you know? Wow. So <laughs> when you were shooting it, uh, did you not know who the killer was? Oh yeah, I didn't know that for I didn't know that for a while. Uh huh. I didn't know that for a while. So, uh, you know, I won't say too too much. But along the way, when they start to peel back some layers for you, before you get into get into production, I think it's always a big reveal to everyone. So it felt good to uh, have all the info. Put it that way. So when you started shooting, did you know if you did it or not? Oh, I knew everything when I started shooting. Okay. I knew everything. Okay. By then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And who else is, uh, is Courtney Cox in? Courtney's there. That was a very cool day. One I'll remember forever getting to meet Courtney. Yeah. She's a legend. I still watch Friends. You know, that's, that's a late night comfort show right there. Yep. I love a lot of her work. We were big Cougar Town fans in our house. So uh, I love Courtney. And she's, she's, she's a gangster. She was so kind and so cool um i have yet to meet arquette i'm dying to meet david arquette that's my guy as fans know he died in the fifth one so I'm, I'm dying to meet him i can't wait to shake his hand give him a big hug i'm a big wrestling fan uh and i just respect him uh so much and i'm such a big fan of his so when i see him i'm giving him a bear hug for sure yeah awesome awesome and beyond scream and uh and the big door prize do you have anything in the pipeline like yeah i just finished uh season three of the other two that's okay. coming out on hbo i don't know when that is but soon because we wrapped and, up in january so uh what's I, that I about? love that show uh, yeah. i'm really excited for it to come out and i i hope fans are excited for season three what's that about that is about a uh that is about a pop star named chase dreams he uh finds a lot of fame for his talents and the show is about his family the other two about his older brother and his older sister played by helena york and by drew tarver uh chase is played by case walker molly shannon is their mom oh. ken marino is his manager um and i play lance who's brooks boyfriend on there and uh it's one of the uh, written by sarah schneider and chris kelly uh, they were the head writers of SNL for a few years, writing on that for many years, and uh, a dream of mine. I grew up a big fan, still am, of SNL. 
uh, has a big influence on me. So to get to work with them and get to do something that I love and play a character that I've really, really enjoyed playing, I hope we go forever. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely want to check that out. Um, would you uh, would you ever audition for Saturday Night Live? If you oh man, if they would even let me go play with them, <laughs> that would be my dream come true. You know, that would be my dream come true to go play with them over there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. What would you say has been um, your most favorite project you've worked on so far in your career? I hold a soft spot for this show that I did called Sirens. Uh, we got two seasons out of it. Um, but I'll tell you why. I was 25, 26 when I did it. We shot it in Chicago. We were all at a similar place in our careers. Um, and we were all out there for two, three months. And that's when I uh, got to meet Bob Fisher and Dennis Leary, who I've now really become close with over all these years. And Bob and I have worked together many times. And Dennis and I have gotten to work together off screen and on. Um, and, it, you know, with that one, it was just different. We were at a time in our lives where I was, I was getting engaged to my now wife, uh, my buddy Kevin Bigley was getting engaged to his now wife, Kate. Um, we were learning a lot from Mike Mosley at the time, who was our, our vet, but he was still young, but he was our vet. He'd done so much at the time. Yeah. But we would go shoot, you know, be wrapped up by 6 p.m., go, go our separate ways, whether it be work out, go eat, yada, yada. And then we'd go back to Mosley's apartment at 8, 830. He'd have bottles of wine waiting for us. We'd run lines for the next day. We'd talk about the scenes. We'd yeah. go to bed and do it again. Like we couldn't get enough of each other. I'm still really close to all of them. Shout out to my girl, Jess McNamee, who we played uh, partners on there. Um, and we were just, you know, uh, it was a big, it, that was the first time I ever got a regular on a job. Yeah. I started as a, uh, as a recurring guest star and they bumped me up to regular for the second season. Uh, just a really cool, special time in my life. So I've been lucky though, Colin, I'll tell you the truth. Like, I love working on the other two. I love the things I've gotten to do on stage and on your feet and dogfight and Liz Estrada Jones. And uh, I've been really fortunate to be a lot of, be a part of a lot of projects that I have a lot of fun when I'm at work and I've gotten really lucky with the people I've gotten to work with. I appreciate all of them for giving me chances and taking shots on me um, and believing in me and teaching me more about myself and what I can bring to the table. Um, and to a lot of people, I'm forever grateful. And I've had a lot of fun um, in this little journey. I really have. I, that's absolutely the way I look at it. And the more I, uh, older I get and the more, um, like when I first started acting, it was like, you know, jobs were coming. I was like, oh, this is like, I went out to Hollywood. When, within one month, I booked a pilot for Warner Brothers, shot it in Australia. Uh, it was based on the present day Wizard of Oz. It was called Lost in Oz. And, um, you know, the, the writer the whole time was like, yeah, this is like, you know, sending the dailies back to, to LA and they're like, you know, WB loves this. This is going to be the hit show. This is like, what color Ferrari do you want to get? I'm like, I'm like I, he's like, I'm going to get a red one. You should get a black one. I'm like, okay, I'll get a black Ferrari. I'm like, yeah. And we come back to LA and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, you know, what, you know, like, and then the, Upfronts, we shot it in March, and then the upfronts where they announce all the shows for the upcoming season is in May. And uh, I'm sitting waiting, like, waiting for that call. And 
my manager calls me up and says, Hey, they're, they're not going to go with the show. I was like, what? Well, all right. No problem. I'll just book another one. And it was like a year and a half before I booked anything after that. And, you know, it was, it's one of these things where this career is, it's amazing. And we have an amazing opportunity to, like you said, do what we love to do. I absolutely love it. Um, the most difficult part I find though, is, uh, is just staying, staying, well, not motivated, but keeping with it when audition after audition after audition and there's time when you just you're not working and so how do you stay motivated how do you stay um not not that i ever doubt it because i just i love it like whether i act on another tv show ever again like i know it's going to happen i don't know what or where or how um but literally just setting up my my lights in here in the kitchen and just doing these self tapes. Um, what keeps me going is that I just love doing it. It's not what I do. It's who I am. And uh, that's what I keep telling people. You got to find something that you just are passionate about, passionate about. And I think that's what has created your success is like, it sounds like when you walk into the room, you just like light it up and you connect and you focus on connecting. And I think that's so important with anything that we do um, because that's, that's how I get over my nerves. And like you were saying before you, the curtain opens, you like, you go up to your co-star and you're like, all right, we're doing this, man. Let's like, go. this is it. This is it. Um, for maybe advice to someone who's just starting out in the business, cause it has changed, you know, with these self tapes and, we don't always have the opportunity to go into rooms now to have those human connections. Um, what advice would you give maybe someone who's just coming up through the ranks and is, uh, you know, trying to find an agent, trying to get discovered? I would say try your best. That first audition that comes along, that one's going to be easy to be inspired by, right? That one's going to be easy to read the script and to, to know your lines. And then let's say that one doesn't go well. So the second audition comes along and that one probably still pretty easy to, to work hard at, you know, yeah. get going and prepare. But man, let's say you do three, four auditions and they didn't go your way. And all of a sudden your heart is heavy and you're yeah. in your head and you start questioning things. Do your best to treat that fifth audition the same exact way you treated the first. Yeah. Do your best to treat your 75th audition the same way you treated your first. Because I do think that that reads. I think that that comes through on screen. I think it comes through in our eyes. If they see us heavy, mm -hmm. then you feel one way. But if you bring a lightness to it, you bring your passion to it, like you were just saying, I agree with you 100%. Like when you bring that energy to it, nothing can match that. It yeah. doesn't matter what choices you make. People, you know, my favorite actors are the ones, when I watch them on screen, I'm watching them enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. If they're supposed to be in pain on screen, I'm watching them enjoy it. Yeah. It's like, man, that right there, they're jumping off that cliff every time. I wanted to treat my 85th performance on stage the same way as opening night. 
because yeah. I remember when I saw my first Broadway shows, now knowing, oh yeah, they were in run, they were running for a year at that time. Yeah. I didn't know that as a kid. Yeah. I didn't know that they were on performance, whatever. But to yeah. me, I was watching my first Broadway show. Yeah. So to me, it matters to go out there and give everybody their their Broadway show. For this tape, I'm giving them, you know, how many tapes have they watched? They've probably watched 60 tapes at this point. But I'm hoping that when they turn on my tape that they go, oh, nice. I may not get it, but at least they were like, yo, that kid was not right for this. But, yo, call him again and yeah. call him again. And it might be the sixth one that I'll get. But I just hope it, it always starts with the first one. It always starts that first time somebody lays eyes on you. So to everyone that's starting it out right now, remember that. It's not about that first job. It's not about that first tape. It's not about that first audition. It's about the next one. And it's about the next one after that. And you want people to know that when they're with you in the rain and it's cold, they want to work with you again when it's raining and it's cold. Yeah. And yeah. when they see your audition, they want to audition you again. Yeah. Until the part does come along and they're going to say, yo, man, sorry about making you read seven different parts. But thanks for reading that eighth time, because that's the character we needed. And you go, yeah, for sure. Whatever. Thanks for thanks for letting me be here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thanks yeah. Let me be here. Yeah. Um, do you have a few more minutes uh, to go over your favorite movies? Let me check. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay, I love awesome. to go because awesome. I wanted to talk about movies. Let's yeah, yeah. Go. yeah. I heard we were gonna chat some movies. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh this is the particular pick six. And the first okay. question is what is your favorite movie of all time? Easy Tommy question. Boy. Tommy Boy. <laughs> Let's go, Tommy Boy. Absolutely. Dude, amazing. <laughs> Love Absolutely. it. Love it. Um yeah, man. Yeah, okay. Come on. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing more to be said about that. Um, what, is, what was your favorite movie? Yeah, fat guy in little. <laughs> Come on. Um, what was your favorite movie growing up as a kid? I was, uh, I am raised, I can't give you a favorite, but I'll give you the genre. I am very influenced by all of those like sports coming of age movies. So The Sandlot, uh, Mighty Ducks, The Big Green, Little Giants, and Heavyweights. You know, them going to fat camp, you know, uh, Ben Stiller playing Tony Perkis. Uh, I've, uh, all those movies were big okay. in my childhood. Rookie of the Year, Little Big League. But just watched Big Green last night with my boys because my son Big Gus Green? is playing soccer. Yeah, Remember that it? one? It was about a team in Elma. I, I know this because we just watched it. In Elma, Texas. And a teacher comes over uh, and she's trying to figure out how to connect with the class. So she introduces them to soccer. And Steve Gutenberg is in it. He plays Sheriff Tom. Okay. Uh, and they end up, you know, just like all those men, uh, they end up winning the championship, beating the Knights. Awesome. Uh, and their their team is called the Big Green. So they have a green goat as their mascot. Yeah. Uh, all those movies. The Icebox yeah. and Little Giants. Come on, I wanted to be Benny the Jet Rodriguez to this day. That's still my guy from the Sandlot. Yeah, dude. Um, you're killing me, Smalls. After you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Come on. You know, Patrick yeah. Renna, funny, Patrick Renna obviously is in all those movies. And uh, yesterday, Gus was asking me, he was like, Dada, is that Elf? So he thinks Patrick Renna is Will Ferrell as a kid because we love Elf. <laughs> so, I, you know, with kids, you don't want to, you, you can lie to them if it's going to expand their imagination. You know, yeah. so I'm like, sure, Papa, that is kid Will Ferrell in The Big Green. 
Okay. You know, so good job, Patrick Rena. Uh, what is your favorite? I mean, you may have, this may be the same answer as your first question, but what is your favorite comedy? Tommy Boy, of course, but I can put in there too Billy Madison. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Tommy Boy work okay. on repeat in my house. You know, okay. uh, that those movies are very influential to me. Adam Sandler and Chris Farley are my two favorite actors. Uh, they, they, a lot of quotes from all those movies growing up. Uh, and I still quote them to this day, you know, chlorophyll, yeah. more like borophyll. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, doesn't Ben Stiller play the, the oh yeah the nurse Happy like, Gilmore oh yeah your back oh yeah your fingers cup of hot milk I'll give you a cup of shut the hell up <laughs> exactly <laughs> now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping dude <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing <laughs> um, and of course Zoolander like you gotta just absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. What is that? A center for ants? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what is your favorite romantic comedy? Oh. Or uh, let's go with uh, Serendipity. Oh, okay. Let's go with That's Love Actually. Yes, yeah, Serendipity and Love Actually. They're right up there for me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Very, fu very fulfilling endings too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I love You've Got Mail, but it stresses me out too much because they just keep yeah. missing each other the whole movie. So that one gives me too much anxiety, whereas serendipity is like giving me fulfillment every, okay. you know, 15 minutes I'm feeling closer yeah, to it. I got know? it. <laughs> um, who is your favorite actor or male character in a movie? Mm. Well, I won't, I won't answer the same because obviously Chris Farley, Adam Sandler... I'll go a little older, like, because my filmography, I think, grew when I got to college and I started watching other movies than these seven that I've named for you. Uh, I love Vince Vaughn. Swingers was really big for me in college. Oh, so, dude. you know, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. I love John Favreau and The Replacements. But Mike and Trent in Swingers was big for me. Yeah. And then I'll go like Ray Liotta, Henry Hill and Goodfellas. Yeah. That was a big one for me. I still watch it all the time. Um, but man, I, 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 I love Christian Bale, oh, his, his just yeah. range of everything is, I, uh, I study him a lot. I love just, you know, my study, I say, I just watch his movies over and over again, just saying like, what did he do for this man? You know? Um, yeah, yeah. Those guys, those guys. Yeah. yeah. I watched a little interview with Christian Bale and he was talking about how, when he was doing Batman with Heath Ledger, he was talking to, uh, uh, was it Christopher Nolan that directed? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, he was saying, he was like, okay, we just got to make sure that, you know, that Joker is not more interesting than Batman, you know, and we just got to make sure that we're kind of balancing this out. And then he was like, and as soon as I saw Heath Ledger's first scene, I was like, ah, fuck it. There's no <laughs> on top of that, like... It was like, Absolutely. wow, like that's just, Absolutely. holy shit. He was like, all right, Absolutely. fine. Let it be what it is. Like, Absolutely. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, who's your favorite actress or female character? Female character is easy. That's, well, we're going to go to the Sandlot. That's Wendy Peppercorn. That was a very influential moment. Talk about risking it all in my life, you know, like as yeah. a kid growing up. 
But I, 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 I just watched actually True Romance. Oh, and I love Patricia Arquette. Dude, amazing. And I had I never remember. seen her in that. So I, yeah. I know her work recently and I just love her work. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see her young and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed this. That scene with Chris Walken and just that whole movie. I mean, even young James Gandolfini. Oh, dude. Just all these. But, Brad, uh, Pitt. Um, Brad Pitt is in come there. Come on, <laughs> all of them, you know. Uh, it's just crazy just seeing how yeah. many actors were in that movie. And yeah. just how many careers have gone on and done all these different things. But that was such Make a cool, a cool watch. Absolutely. You saw me trying to figure out, I was like, who was I thinking about? It was Rappaport. Just young Rappaport, yeah. just talking shit. I ain't, you know? got a, I ain't got a pot to piss in. All I got is yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. You know, that's it. Uh, Clarence, I, I don't I don't know those kind of people. I don't like that. That's a good rap right there. That's a really good rap yeah. you got. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, Josh, you're awesome. Thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, appreciate thanks, your time. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was really fun chat. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And everyone out there, be sure to uh, be be sure to check out Josh's projects: The Big Door Prize, Scream. And uh, the two is it the two of us? The other two, the other two, the other two. Yeah, there's two seasons of that out, so that's an easy binge. You can go catch that one. Awesome, awesome, dude. Thank you so much again. And uh, just last question before you take off, I always love to uh, ask my guests, what is the thing that inspires you most? My family, it inspires me like crazy, they inspire me. they keep me having fun. They are everything that I work for. Um, I love watching my boys grow up. I love that me and my wife, Brace, get to share it. I love the mom that she's become. We're growing together. And uh, watching these little dudes, the way they make me laugh is <laughs> something that uh, I cherish very deeply. I think they're so funny. They've got such good timing. Um <laughs> And honestly, this is all at this point. You know, I never knew to dream this big, like I told you. And uh, they're part of this dream now. So yeah, they inspire me the most, Colin. Thanks for asking me that. Awesome, awesome. Well, you inspire me, and you keep inspiring the world, my man. And uh, great, to, great to meet you. Appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Good to meet you, all too. Right. All right. Take care. Take it easy. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you for being here. Uh, Again, amazing conversation. Um, Thank you to Josh. And uh, absolutely, guys, have to check out his stuff. Um, And you can tell, man, just his energy is just so infectious. And like uh, I've mentioned this before, like when I first went out to Hollywood, you know, I'd only been studying acting for like two and a half years. And, I, you know, I, I wasn't the most experienced actor. I wasn't the best. I wasn't the, you know, the most knowledgeable about it. But what I had was exactly what you can tell Josh has is just that infectious energy about loving what you do. And uh, I think a lot of times we can take for granted just even having the opportunity to do what we love to do. And it's so important because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And uh, it's so important that you just know that like whatever it is that you do, as long as you just show up with that energy of gratitude and appreciating what you do, 
that's what resonates. You don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the best. You don't have to be like wear the best clothes or live in, you know, whatever. It truly is about how you show up in life. And when we show up with this uh, feeling of not being good enough or the imposter syndrome and feeling like, you know, we're worried about what people think of us, of course, it's going to make you feel small and make you feel like you can't accomplish what you want to but it's all about just finding what it is that you love and just spreading that joy and that love to wherever you wherever you go and however you were wherever you end up and it truly people fall in love with that energy that's when they fall in love with you they don't care what you know and the facts or we you went to school and whatever like truly it all comes down to just how you show up and loving what you do and being of service and just showing up and trying to making trying to make a difference in other people's lives it comes back around tenfold and uh i'm just so grateful to have uh to be able to like interview people like josh to just keep reminding us of that and uh, if you want to you know be supported in this process i'm doing a ton of stuff to uh to just keep growing this community that I love being a part of. And we just had uh, an inspire call before this. And uh, this is part of my six week inspire course where every Sunday from 12 to two central standard time, we jump on zoom and I share some writing exercises and I assign some movies to watch that correspond to the theme of the week. This week it was field of dreams uh, which is all about pursuing your dreams and listening to that inner voice that you know deep down is uh, connected to who you truly are and what you want to make happen in life. Even if people think you're crazy, because people thought Kevin Costner was crazy for building a baseball field in the middle of his cornfield at the detriment of possibly losing his house. But it truly matters when you really listen to that. And it's important for us to just slow down and really truly connect with what's who we really are deep 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 down and uh that's why i'm doing this inspire retreat in april so if you are interested in uh joining us for this amazing week of vacation relaxation but also like a mindfulness vacation where not only are you going to be able to rest physically you're going to connect empoweredly empoweredly is that a word uh in an in an empowered way to who you truly are and i'm going to be putting my six-week inspired course condensed into this five days uh, and there's going to be a bunch of other incredible people there teaching breath work and reiki and um and yeah just going to be an amazing incredible week of us connecting and uh and just you know really tapping into what we know is our true potential and uh, creating abundance around all of it. So thanks again for being here on this special episode of Coffee with Colin. And uh, we've got another one tomorrow. So stay tuned for that and uh, have a great rest of your Sunday. Take care.